When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. I am Ben Johnson, and this is the Perpetual Chess Podcast. Perpetual Chess is a weekly interview show where top chess players, authors, content creators, and accomplished amateurs discuss their careers and share stories and chess improvement tips. Perpetual Chess is a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and we'd like to give a special thanks to our presenting chess education sponsor, Chessable.com. For more information about the show, you can go to perpetualchesspod.com. But without further ado, let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Perpetual Chess. We are joined by a NYC area chess blitz legend, a trainer, chessable author of the Yakatak Karakan for Black. He uh, collaborates with Elijah Logazar, who some of you may have heard as an accomplished adult improver here on this podcast a couple years back. He's the five-time uh, World Open Blitz champion, and we are pleased to welcome to the show International Master Yakov Norwitz. Welcome, Yakov. Oh, th- th- thank, thank you very much, Ben. It's uh, it's an honor, real honor to 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 be on, and uh, I appreciate. Sure, yeah, happy to have you. As we were just discussing, we're from the roughly the same generation, the same social circles, but we've never had a chance to chat. And I'm excited because my first memories of you, Yakov, are circa 2000. You just terrorizing people on the internet chess club. <laughs> you okay, were, I love you were it. So love good, it, so love good it. at Blitz in those early days. So I wanted to start by talking about Blitz. Um, like, how does one become a Blitz specialist? If you even consider yourself a Blitz specialist, as I sort of do when I think about it. I should mention, by the way, Yagov has a peak uh, chess.com Blitz rating of uh, 2993. Uh, yeah. Well, when you say, do I consider myself Blitz? How do you mean? Uh, like, do you consider speed chess your specialty, or do you just think you're an all-around chess player when you think of yourself? Uh, I, I play all around, but I, I, I know it's definitely my specialty, both in both in in level and in uh, in in desire. Like, I just love I, I love uh, Blitz, and I think I've always been in like my best uh, mojo for Blitz. Like, I just yeah, thirty four nineteen was my my peak in ICC. It's funny even thinking like that's pretty high, and. and um, I just I just love the fight and blitz 
you just chill there. You play. The game's over before you know it. There's nothing to fear. You, you just the game's over. So so you you're in the moment. There's no overthinking ever. And you play the same person again, ostensibly, sometimes many times. Um, so it just feels good. It feels like it's you really get in the battle, and uh, I just love the battle for 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 its uh, for its own sake. So I, I think I brought my best uh, mentality to 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 Blitz always. And Yaakov, you mentioned in one of your chessable videos that you played Hikaru Nakamura over 10,000 times. 12,000, 12, 12, 12,000. Well, that's yeah. over 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so let's hear about it. I mean, that must be nuts. I Well, I knew Hikaru before before he knew how to play chess. Like So so his brother, older brother, Asuka, uh, so uh, what's uh, Sunil. Sunil used to, used to bring him down to the Westfield Chess Club. Um, I don't know. I was... So I was born in 82. Maybe I was like 15. I was maybe close to master. Give or take. And uh, maybe 16. I just made master. And Asuka was like 11 or 12. He was, I think he was master. Or, oh, he's like a, an expert. I used to play him sometimes. He was there. And, and Hikaru was out of the monkey bars. And he didn't even know how to play chess. <laughs> he was like six years old. He didn't know how to play. So I knew Hikaru even before he knew how to play. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we played. we played once in a tournament, actually. Once. Once when he was eight. Let's hear the story. How'd it go? How delicious. How delicious. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it was a good one. It was, he was, he was eight years old and I, it was my Karakon. Uh, and it was a nice, it ended in a, it was a miniature. Uh, I remember which table it was, exactly which table. Was that uh, in Westfield as well? It was, that was in the Marshall Chess Club. That was okay. in a 30 minute game in the Marshall Chess Club. And uh, it was a miniature that I, 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 I what was it? I sacked. My queen, or was about to sack my queen to get a Bowden's mate, a crisscross, uh, a crisscross bishop mate, and he resigned and moved be- before. Do you have the game? Oh, I don't. I, I, oh I don't. man, that would be awesome. <laughs> be awesome. Um, I can maybe try to create, create it. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. maybe uh, offline. But tell us more okay. about the Blitz, because I mean, it sounds like you had sort of a unique perspective getting to see Hikaru rise up through the ranks. I also, by the way, played as. Um, his older brother Asuka, who was a prodigy in his own right, yes. he uh, was younger than me and beat me a couple times um, in my teens. And then I only got to play Hikaru once in a tournament game. Uh, obviously, I lost. Um, he was already, you know, you got to catch these kids when they're like six. Six. He was already an adult when I played him, so uh, no, no shot for me. But anyway, I mean, could you? talk a little about his development and was there a moment where you realized like this kid is special? I mean, obviously you're pretty special yourself, but Hikaru being uh world-class, was there a moment where that struck you? Um, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, we, 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 we played a lot and, um, uh, I don't mean to brag, but I think in Blitz I am world-class, but he's like world, he is the world. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so he he yeah he's like he's just the best. I, I mean, in Bullet, I think he was the best ever. I don't know, by, by far. I mean, that's. I mean, it's, in Bullet, he used to terrorize people. Like like ter- like, people don't realize, but in Bullet, a few years back, he was above Carlson by far. Like it was there was there was not even close. But I, I played him maybe the year two thousand, maybe maybe before that. I probably played him in the late nineties, and um, and I think I. 
But I, he just became really good really quick. I don't know. Like I almost don't remember a time when in Blitz I, I was I was ahead of him. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the weird part. Even when he, yeah, he was just he was just a special. He was he was special, and he was the one guy I was intimidated by. You know, I was I was not. I just loved the fight. I would play like top top like twenty seven feet days like, and it was just like a fight. I would just love the the stronger they were, the more I would I would just dig in and, and, and enjoy. But but he was just intimidating. I don't know. I, I, it just got to me. That's funny know. because five years younger than you. So we're talking like there must have been a period where you're like you know sixteen and he's eleven. But he was he was still he, intimidating. He, he, oh, maybe when he was eleven, he wasn't. I, I don't know if I I play him then. He was even then intimidating. I guess we're twelve. I remember I used to I watched when he made the G. I think I was in the Manhattan Chess Club when he made some GM norms. I think the day I came to watch, he lost that. He, he was looking at me. I think. <laughs> he <laughs> remembered that game when i beat him when he was little i, I feel like i got in his head a little I didn't, I didn't try but um yeah he when he was um 13 14 i remember even when he was an im he was incredible like just like really special we played a lot of bullet we used to play in the, in the icc in the one minute pool uh and yeah so yeah, you mentioned that let's hear about this bullet thing because I mean, you're kind of in a unique perspective to judge the relative skill of these uh, world-class bullet players. You say that he was definitely better than Magnus. Um, what informs that perspective, Yaakov? Um, his rating was like, was he was like one of a kind. It was like Michael Jordan above everyone else. Tiger Woods, maybe. I, you know, it, he, he was like, remember in the bullet pool, everyone else was 2,800. Grishuk, again, like in this thing, I was, when I played a lot of bullet, it was, I was definitely in the top, like, like, that's why I said world class, but uh, Bliss also. But but he was like one of a kind. Like he's not even his own category, especially. But he was like three thousand thirty one hundred. He was thirty one hundred when everyone else was like twenty eight. Okay, and you you've played like Andrew Tang and. Um... Well, Andrew Tang is more recent. Yeah, that's interesting. They're, Andrew Tang. I ha- I've played him back in the day. Penguin. Penguin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's really good too. But I would be fine against him again. Maybe he got a little better. And when you get a little older, you get a little slower. You just do. Right. Yeah. You're, you're 40 now. And, uh, and what about, and this might be a sort of, you may have missed the Ferruja generation, but did, have you played Ferruja? I played Ferruja many, many, many times, but like, right. When he was IM, we played every day. FM Ferruja, okay. like on chest every day. Like we played, um, I, I don't play much these days. And then bullet, ah, I don't know. I, I, bullet, I, I, you have to really want to want to win. You have to be like, or like angry every time you play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that angry for better, for worse. That's a whole discussion in itself. Yeah, but, I mean, as you get older, you know, your perspective, your priorities change. <laughs> exactly, and maybe that's healthy, but 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 that's yeah, yeah it is what it is. I did some yoga like a couple of years ago, and I told the yoga teachers, like, this is bad for my chest. I'm just too relaxed. Like, what's and they said, no, no, they, they oh, yoga teaches you to balance and to bring out. And I'm like, no, I think you, you don't understand what chess is. You have to be like some deep, like, I don't know, angry, but you have to be really fiery all the time when you play. If you're too balanced, you may not have that all the time, you know, so. Yeah, when I spoke most recently with Grandmaster Jakob Agard, he was talking about the the Magnus right. quote where he says, like, you have to be a shark. And he was saying, like, that's shark. what he looks for when evaluating, like, the Abdusatarovs of the world and Gukash and people oh. like that. Like, like and uh, yeah, so it sounds like you used to be a shark. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I'm, like, angry. I didn't know what I was angry. I think nowadays I kind of do know. That's 
it's it's complicated, but but and it's not necessarily unhealthy. Maybe that's fine. It just had it had a huge place in my life in that. But I I still love Blitz, but I feel like Bullet is just just a desire to win. You have to want it so bad every game, and eh. <laughs> I also when you teach, it, it's different. You're like in nurture mode. It's different. It's a di- different mode. I'm like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it for sure. Now let's bring it back to the bullet battles with Hikaru. Obviously you say you're a world-class bullet player, but he was even a step above that. Um, when you played him, was there a certain factor that differentiated him or was he just better at everything? Oh, wow. He he had no nerves, no nerves, it, n- nothing unfa- unfazed. So, like he would just like vi- absolute vicious. He was, he, his calculation was, was weird like I, I still i remember used to try to think of what's what's going on something it's not doesn't feel like human and it reminds me of naradisky he's getting really dangerous too obviously for Rouge, but like naradisky special talent like that anyway um but uh yeah he his his positional positionally i felt like i was okay with him like positionally understanding wise when i could keep the game tame <laughs> I, I, I could squeeze him like my cheesecake opening. Cheesecake. Yes, yes. Yeah, we got to talk about the cheesecake later. I have some, <laughs> some miniatures against Hikaru. That also, that I have the game. I have to find it, and I did not find it for Chessel, but I definitely find it somehow. It was a, I could recreate, it, and it was a, it was a beautiful cheesecake. Traded queens early, and then and then sometimes not Hikaru just felt like it became ordinary again. There were times, those moments in the game, um, but it was I had to be in the right state of mind, and it had the queens had to come off for sure. Uh, a few things had to happen. <laughs> okay. And of course, um, you mentioned you've seen him since he's a little kid. Uh, you're from New Jersey. He's from New York. Um, so I'm sure you've had many, many online battles, as you alluded to, 12,000 plus games and 10,000 plus. Um, but I'm curious, like, did you ever have any blitz or bullet like old school in-person sessions with Hikaru where you just sit there for hours and battle or did that never happen? Yeah, it, no, that, not hours. I remember years, years back, and I was, I was definitely weaker then. I definitely knew less about chess. I don't know. It was I forget how long ago, but it was in Washington Square Park. My buddy Noah Siegel. I don't know if you know Noah Siegel. Yeah, uh, I know. You do know. I, I remember him. Yeah, you remember him. Yeah, and and he there was like a game they had set up with uh, Hikaru. For, uh, oh, with John Jarecki, uh for for like for like a lot of money for a game, but it was like five one or something. They were playing like like a lot of money, like ten thousand dollars. It was a lot, and, and a game. And, and I, I, I was like a pre a warmer up. I, I played Icaro for a hundred a game. I think Noah staked me. I think we actually lost. I like five one. So it was embarrassing. But 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 it, but uh, the thing is, one minute is enough for Icaro. It's the same. It, it, it doesn't right. matter. It's not that different. Yeah. It's not that different. I feel like though these days, I I feel like I'm a favorite. I, I just feel that. I'm not sure if I'm right. Uh oh, shots fired. We got to arrange the. <laughs> But we played a little person that it was about, I think he beat me like a bunch in a, a bunch. He squeezed me in his D4. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing in, in opening back then at all. Now I know a little bit. Um, but, uh, but we played a, in person then we played the world open. I think uh, in the, one of the world open blitzes that I won, he was there. It was a cut. We tied for first. So that was actually, I think my, my thing I'm most proud of of the five, uh, it was a tie. So we played. We played there. I think we drew. Um, so I was proud of that. Yeah, no, I would be too. Um, so Yakov, I want to hear a little more about your blitz upbringing. Specifically, you learned from the legend uh, Roman Jindrashvili. But first, Yakov, we need to take a break and hear from our sponsors. So we'll be right back. 
Perpetual Chess is brought to you in part by AimChess.com. AimChess has an algorithm that gathers your games from the major chess playing sites like Chess.com and Lee Chess, and then gives you actionable intel on how to improve your game. It evaluates different phases of the game, tells you how you're doing with certain openings, and they're constantly rolling out new features to make Aim Chess even better. Some of the new ones include a blunder preventer drill that you can do, and they've now got blindfold exercises where you can work on your chess visualization skills. So be sure to check out Aim Chess if you have not already. And if you decide to subscribe, then use the code PERPETUAL30 to save 30%. You can also click on the link in the show description to aimchess.com. You should know what that sound means. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're selling chess courses, chess boards, or something totally unrelated to chess, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. It covers every sales channel, whether it's in-person point of sale system or an all-in-one e-commerce platform platform. It even lets you sell across social media like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. It gives you complete control over your business. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive course library, Shopify is there to help you every step of the way. What's incredible to me about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. So now it's your turn to get serious about selling to Shopify. So sign up for a $1 a month trial period, shopify.com slash chess by using the code chess. You know that they came from perpetual chess. So that's shopify.com slash chess to take your business to the next level today. And we are back. So Yaakov, you had the opportunity to learn chess from an early age, um, from a legend, from Grandmaster Roman Gingersvili, who was also a world-class player and also like a legendary sort of chess, I don't know if hustler's the word, but blitz specialist, played a lot of games for money. So obviously I'm, I'm curious what you learned generally from a player of that stature, but I'm also curious about like if you feel like you learned under his blitz tutelage. Interesting. Um, I think he gave me an intuitive way of playing. He gave me, he just taught me to, um, hmm, a deep understanding. And I think uh, for Blitz, you just need that understanding. You just, you just, not too much calculating. He was a natural player. And I think he, he did give me that naturally. He would say things and he wouldn't explain them really well. He would let me figure that out. Like, double, give me these openings, which are very shaky. And he would let me figure them out. Um, but it was an intuitive way of play. It wasn't like calculated, calculated. It was very intuitive, and that was uh, helped me. It helped me become a strong blitz player. And he gave me a great, deep understanding too. I mean, just how he he approached stuff was so deep, and uh, it rubbed off. And did you do like sparring matches with him? No, we. Well, that's the story. Of, so uh, we, we we played online a few times, and I think I flagged him once. It was it was ugly. I, I, <laughs> It wasn't that good, yeah. Not not. You know, so. Anyway, but uh, no, we didn't play. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, no. Oh, we did. We did when I was little, actually. And he just crushed my stone wall a couple times. If he forced me to learn the cheesecake because he would play King's Indian against my stone wall, and no good. Okay. We've okay. mentioned it twice now, so it's I I know, but it's time to explain for our listeners what the cheesecake is, just for anyone uninitiated. 
Oh yeah, the cheesecake is uh, like a smooth. Like so, I have an opening for D D four that uh, I made a chestable course about, and um, uh, it's it's old uh, old opening called the Stonewall Attack. I think it's a it's not it's not it's not known to be a very deep opening or very complex, and it doesn't really have the best reputation. But uh, I feel like we've given it uh, some some depth with uh, some deep ideas behind the surface and make it into a weapon. I feel like we've made it into a weapon. Uh, and then, but then if they do a certain defense, the King's Indian, uh, it doesn't work. I learned it the hard way many, many times. <laughs> uh, I feel like Greg used to punish me too. And then I got punished a lot of time. And then, and, but then I made something. One day I started forming lines to play and it was called, the, and I named it the Cheesecake because it's smooth like cheesecake. So <laughs> that's, uh, people enjoy it. And it's very easy to learn. And it's, 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 it's I got some yeah. good results. So this is covered in Elijah Logazar and Yaakov's uh, course on the Stonewall. Yeah, and it, the it's great to have a name like the Cheesecake. You know, I'm sure uh, um, evocative and uh, you know helps helps bring home the idea. Um, so anyway, you you were discussing um, working with Roman Gingishvili um, and that helping cultivate the cheesecake. But I'm curious, Yaakov, what were the nature of your lessons with him? Like, was he in, were you analyzing games? Was he showing you Grandmaster games? Um, was he giving you in-game studies, all of the above? What did you guys do? I, I was, I was really, it's really an interesting story how we started. Like, I, I mean, I started in Elizabeth, New Jersey in my, in my school. Like, so before Roman, and maybe if I was okay, I could mention. Uh, of like, course. Be, be, before Roman, uh, I went to the chess. My dad told me how to play chess when I was, I think I learned when I was six and I forgot. And then, I, and, and, and then, like two years later, my dad told me, like a friend, Leo Shorts, and then he told me how to uh, play, and I forgot. And then my dad told me one day. My dad used to play a bit. He had books, a lot of Irving Schoenberg books and Federer and books. Uh, and it's interesting. I uh, just play. He likes this stuff. He, he never played it in tournament ever, or any, but he loved the game. And he taught me. And then I went to in in, in my school, in the Jewish school, the Jewish educational center. Uh, there was a chess club, and Dr. Uh, Richard Lewis, who was my dentist at the time, uh, he gave the chess club, and it was free. And then he saw I had talent. I remember one day my dad told me, uh, uh, Dr. Lewis wants to t offer to teach you for free. Are you interested? And I was like, of course. So he, he, he told me for a couple of years. And I, I got to maybe, I was probably like 1100 level. My first rating was 12 or 1300. I don't know. And he got me to maybe 1700, 1800 after about two years. I was like 11. Uh, and then he couldn't teach me anymore. So then he had Roman, who is his patient, give <laughs> me, yeah, give me free. He would give Roman free dental work in return that Roman would teach, teach me. That's so, amazing amazing it's like it's like a literal miracle and uh yeah it's special if not for doc doc i'm not i would yeah i wouldn't be playing that's I interesting play. i actually i thought i mean i believe he does now but i thought gingy lived in the massachusetts area he does he does he lived yeah now he does i think then he lived in new york he was uh okay. he had some chess and backgammon club in midtown back in the day uh, near brian brian park he's still yeah he's this is oh, this is back in '96, back in '95 okay. maybe. So I used to go out of school once uh, every other week. The rabbi said he liked chess too. The mid middle of the day, I would I would go to take some to learn some chess. We'd eat some bagels together in the dentist's <laughs> office, and uh, and then we'd have lessons. And 
What would he do? Um, he would go over my games. Definitely go over every game of mine that I play in tournaments. Um, he would. Uh, he would. He would show me. Told me some openings. He would. He would put out a lot of moves at a time. And, and, and he was like, they would do. A, I feel like he would purposely do original stuff, like the sharp openings, the sharp positional stuff. And I, I didn't understand at the time, but I would work to understand it over time. Okay. Um, so it was mostly opening work you did with him? Mostly opening work. We did some. He would show me nice positions. I remember he showed me a whole lesson about a knight on F5. I remember how a knight, like a knight on F5, he would show me a lot of different positions, uh, how certain structures were, 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 were uh, dangerous for one player. Um and Yakov, you obviously had a pretty fast chess trajectory. Um, aside from from your lessons, were you reading books? Were you doing puzzles? I know you played a ton. Um, what would you say contributed to to your fast rise? I would read. I would read. Devour books. I would just devour. I I, lo- I just loved. I would any book. I, I would read a book, and if the book is over, I would be sad because I need a new book. Like I'm like, oh, so I would just <laughs> just devour. And I don't think that's standard. It's a little unstandard. I didn't know that it was unstandard. I also never cared about rating at all. It's like also unstandard. I just just like I remember one day I'm like, oh, my rating shot up a couple hundred points, and now I'm top fifty in age from my in the country for my age. And I was like, oh, I remember the thing like, oh, that's nice. And I, I was like, I didn't really care. I, I didn't. So I think that helps. I, I think that, that when you're just enjoying the game, it's. It's no no ego. Just enjoying as it goes a long way. Um, I would play every weekend usually. Also, so spending a lot of time on chess and uh, self motivated. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And what what were your favorite books back in the day? Um, hmm. I like Capablanca's Best Chess Endings by Irving Chernov. Classic, 60, yeah. Classic. Yeah, I read it like ten times. Ten times. Yeah. Just like, like over and over. Uh, I could not. Nimzovich was too hard. Was. I, some reason I know it's a classic, but I somehow it's too intense for me. That wasn't. Thank you. Stuff. I just recorded a big book conversation with the Chess Dojo guys. Shout out to them, and I, I, right. <laughs> I was, um, I was discouraging them from they they basically recommend books for their students, and I was telling them don't put don't put my system in there. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Us. It's the too hard, too- and I yeah. love and I love 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 it. But this is like a book which is like uh, you're an encyclopedia. It's an encyclopedia. It's like you. It's, it's almost like Nimzowitz tried not to make it fun. He wanted to, like, get a exactly. point. Exactly. Like, like, hey, this is my – hey, you, this is not for your enjoyment. This is to for my theory. Praxis I like. Praxis I, I like because he's a try. He, he begins to make it interesting. I'll have to check that out. Shout out to David Proust. That was – he recommended Praxis, and to be fair, I haven't read that one in its entirety because I revisited my system as an adult because I read it as a kid, and at the time there wasn't that much around, so I had reasonably fond memories of it. But when I reread it, I was like, oh, there's so much – new stuff is so much better. But I'll, I'll check out Chess Praxis. Um, but anyway, Capablanca's Chess Ending is great book for, I would say, 1,500 to 2,000 level especially, but really both below and above that as well. Chernov's just a fantastic um, uh, annotator. Um, any other recs before we um, move well, to the I next topic? I, I like uh, Jeremy Silman. Jeremy Silman is awesome. He, yeah. he, your chess, he's just, he, just, he just explains things really, really well. I mean, it, there's nowhere. It's just great. It, it's great. And uh, I would also say, like, I know this is controversial, but I, I don't think computers really too helpful for, for people. I just I just don't think it, it, it hurts my game. I, I mean, it literally hurts my game when I look at a computer. I, I mean, this is just 
<laughs> how does I'll, it hurt your game? Because I stop thinking. I forget how to think. It's, it like switches yeah. the into and also makes everything absolute. And I, I don't think I, and that's bad. Maybe that's just my issue. It could be, but I, but I think it makes it absolute good or bad. And I think in chess, you have to fight. It, 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 it does you bad position. You just assume you're better. It, it doesn't matter. You can't change it anyways. <laughs> you can't change it. You fight it out. Um, I so I think um, I think that was some Endgame book. Let's see what other game of uh, Irving Chernev, Fried Reinfeld, all his books. Oh, how to see three moves ahead and what is that? Seeing three moves ahead or logical chess move by move, of course, was was yeah, of course a classic. Classic. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, so, were you doing tactics or was it primarily reading books? I did a lot of easy tactics. I never. Yeah, I did a lot of. I guess I was logical chess. You know, I would go through it. I didn't do any like positions where I had to spend time on. I did definitely didn't didn't do that. Um, probably most of my tactic work was blitz. Was playing blitz was probably helpful. A lot of end games. I loved that. Actually, my coach Doc Lewis before uh, taught me before I met Roman. I didn't know any openings. So so Doc t- said you got to start with the end games. So I would lose, and he taught me a few openings just to get by, but he didn't really, t- so it was good for me long-term because I built a foundation. I think Capablanca said, you got to start with end games and then, and then openings. Now, the problem is I actually didn't know any, so for openings, so for a while I only had an opening for black. So if I'm white, I would play A3 just to be black. I would, I would play a waiting move. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And this is in slow chess too, or just yeah, blitz? slow chess. When I was a kid, I didn't know what I, what I'm doing. I didn't know what yeah, I, slow chess too. And this did you like enjoy? Oh, sorry. Um, did you enjoy uh, slow? You mentioned that you you didn't care as much about rating, um, which I agree with you. That's great <laughs> if one can cultivate that mindset. Um, but did you enjoy slow chess as much as you did blitz? Um, slow chess as much as. Uh, Back in the day, I loved it even more. Even oh, more. really? E- even more. Yeah, I-, I think tournaments were like a carnival. Going to tournaments, it was it was special. It was like wow. And I, it, 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 I did, I did. Um, I just thought it was it was interesting. Um, I was I back in the day better. I think I was always better in blitz. I just you know as I just felt more more natural. Played fast. Maybe I I saw things quick. I don't know. Yeah. And do you? With Blitz, would you say you primarily learned from playing? Or, I mean, was there like a differentiation between getting good at Blitz and your overall chess improvement? Or was it just kind of all muddled together? Uh, it went it went together. It, it went together. Oh, I didn't play. Actually, this is interesting. I didn't play Blitz till I was maybe 13. Until I joined IC. Well, a little before IC. So maybe 12. But at 12, I was... Around twelve, I think I, that's actually when the one time I won the Parsifany. I was on board four. I was around two thousand board four Parsifany. Um, so I didn't play Blitz maybe till I was a little bit, a little before that. Let's say eighteen hundred. I didn't play any Blitz till I was eighteen hundred. Um, but when I played, I, I think I, I, I jumped up pretty quickly. Um, and Yakov, in terms of like your chess development, was there? Did you ever consider yourself like? I know I asked you, were you a Blitz specialist? But did you decide? I'm going to play more blitz and play less tournaments or did, did you, your interest in tournaments continue uh, like into your twenties? Uh, definitely in my twenties. I, I liked it. Um, I, I, yeah, I like, I, I, I like, I like both. I think I liked tournaments, maybe the past 10 years, a little bit less. It's just, you get, you get, you play so much that, ah, 
two hours at the board, you start wondering what to yeah. think about. It's hard. Um, and also, I'm playing like the, the top top players. It's, it's hard to be excited when you play when you're playing every day like top players. It's it's hard to get excited. Um, but uh, no, I, I definitely in my twenties, and I still love slow chess as long as I'm inspired that day. And aside from Hikaru, who who were your toughest opponents in Blitz? I mean, or OTB for that matter. Right. So Hikaru, when you say Blitz, you mean Blitz bullet loosely, right? You mean yeah, yeah. Okay, all the same. Uh, Narodinsky. No, I used to play like Rav a lot. So my 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 my, my best um, bullet per day. Okay, was back in ICC one minute pool. Now, does anyone ICC one minute pool was you click one. And then it hits you with someone, someone close to your rating. So I would get it like in Smallville. That was his name. Smallville. Yeah, that was a car. Yeah. You'd be like fear. I still like a little, little bit, but excitement too. Fear and excitement. Hmm. Okay, that's not one. Now, now there's another one, uh, like Rob. I share like Rob. And well, I forgot his name. I forgot what his name was. His username. Hmm. Anyways, but was it Leon Rob, Beast? I know he was using Leon that. Beast, thank you, thank you, Leon yeah. Beast. I think that was his name. But that's his name on Chess.com. Maybe it was also his name there. I don't remember if that was all. Um and yeah yeah and and we played and I remember beating him six in a row that was, that was what a beautiful wow. day six in a row bullet yeah yeah um, huh. so and what about OTB do you have any like uh like and did you play any legends um what what or do you have like a favorite win uh well I played I, I mean when there's not OTB a cross and I've beaten and uh and uh well maybe. In my academy, we have uh, one of the games, early video, a game where I beat Car- uh, uh, sorry, Carlson in the cheesecake. With oh, wow. Color ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the students will enjoy it. But on the OTB, it's a, no, I I haven't, though. I haven't played that many. I played it well in some Blitz tournaments in Iceland. I did I did well. Legends on the board. No. I used to play Anand a lot We for, for a while. There was a, there was a t- it was like maybe 10 years, more than 10 years ago. It was... I don't know. It was maybe like 2000. I don't, I don't actually remember. I, I don't know. But there was a period where about six months, someone set us up, someone, a friend who I knew and from South America, he knew uh, Anand. And we played on a small server. We played we played a lot. And he was, we chatted a lot too. He was really, not just chess and other, just chatted. And he's really, really nice. And, and it, it was really, really special. Um, and uh, I, I would beat him sometimes. He said, one of my favorite things I ever heard, he said, "Yakov, that its soul attack is the Yakov attack. The Yakov attack. When I played against him, was oh, like, okay. The soul yeah. is the Yakov. That's great. You say the Yakov attack, and he was like, he, yeah, he, he was smiling. Uh, that was fun. But I played him, but that was not on the board. Uh, I saw him in Israel like a year later. I was a bit shy to say hello, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but, but I feel uh, um, on the, no, not as much on the board. Not as much. I mean, I played a lot of very strong grandmasters. I remember Wojciechowicz. We played a lot um, in, in in the Blitz uh, World Blitz. We played. Uh, I don't know. I played everyone in, in the states mostly, but yeah. okay. Well, it's fun to hear these stories about playing all these legends um, and to add to the folklore of uh, Anand being a nice guy. <laughs> so really I mean, nice. Oh, he's and he, anyway, he just fun down to earth. We were joke about it. fun pleasant stuff every fun stuff that you would never imagine this or not oh and it, i had a, a few years ago in the in a millionaire open uh in in uh there was two in vegas and there was one in atlantic city that maurice ashley made the millionaire chess open i don't know if, if you're yeah yeah so there was a blitz i didn't play the one in atlantic city 
but I've decided to come in for the blitz. So I was like in a, a groggy mood that day. I remember it was, I think, in Harris. I think I was in a groggy mood, but I'm there and I wanted to play, but I really uh, didn't really want to be around people and didn't really want to be play chess. So I decided, let me get, and I don't know if this is great for the air, but I, I decided to get a little bit drunk and I had <laughs> like six or seven shots of vodka and I won the whole event. I won the whole 10-0, wow. 10-0. And so, yeah, this is not a recommend, obviously, but 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 it's it's funny how that works. Don't I mean, that. there's that famous story about Magnus, like getting tilted at the World Rapid and Blitz and hitting the mini bar and then going on a tear and winning a bunch of games. So, interesting, interesting. So it can be done. I mean, they say in pool that like, in billiards, like two drinks is the sweet spot. And then you're <laughs> like, you play better for your first couple drinks and then it goes downhill. And I think there may be some truth to that in chess, but, um, but every once in a while things click. <laughs> Just click, and I assume he like literally carried me to the board. And then the la- it was a strong event too. And then last round, I played in Cuba, uh, number three player in Cuba, which uh, I forget his name now. Anyway, it was like twenty six fifty. Uh, anyway, but uh, but it was two and zero. He was very disturbed because he knew I was drunk too. He knew right, I was- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that can be intimidating. Fun stories. All right. Well, we got to take one more break, Yakov. And when we come back, we have a listener question for you and some other things to discuss. We'll be right back. Perpetual Chess is brought to you in part by Chessable.com. Chessable is the leading chess education platform known for its proprietary move trainer technology, which uses space repetition to help you remember stuff. What kind of stuff? Well, tactical patterns, opening sequences. It can even help you drill specific end games. And of course, they have a huge library of courses to help you do that. They have courses both from prominent grandmasters like uh, Grandmaster Jordan von Forrest, Magnus Carlsen, Sam Shanklin, and they also have Great material for cl- for club players, from club players. They have stuff for purchase, stuff you can check out for free. So be sure to go to chessable.com and check out what they have that is new. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. And we are back. And Yaakov, your, you and Elijah's courses have quite good reviews, I must say, on Chessable. I was pretty impressed with them. And we have a question from a supporter of the podcast, Alex Marler. Thanks for helping to support Perpetual Chess via Patreon, Alex. And he asks if you have any plans for a new Chessable course for Black versus 1D4 that follows your color method or if you're planning to make a strategic course using your color method, which, of course, means... You should try to. You should first off explain uh, the Dacha color method. Okay, here we go, and it's without a board, so it's going to be a little tricky. But we're going to try. We're going to try our best without a board, guys. You got to look at the board. Look at the academy for more, because without a board is only without a board. But here, here, here it goes. Okay, so basically in chess we have sixty-four squares. Of course, we have thirty-two light squares, thirty-two dark squares. Um, we think of it as control as one board, one battle. And we're trying to control that board. We're trying to control the board. And the, some parts are more important than others. Maybe the center is more important. Fair enough. But I like to look at it, and I'll maybe mention afterwards how I came to understand and, and, and discover these ideas. But I like to approach it as two boards. There's actually 
two boards going on at the same time. There's a two boards, two struggles, a light board of 32 light squares, and a dark board, a dark struggle of 32 dark squares. And they're both important, of course, and we're trying to build in harmony, a balance of light and dark. And so example, let's, let's bring it a little bit more down to earth. Um, we have a, a bishop only controls one color. Let's say a light bishop. It's great on light, useless on dark. Okay. So we give it currencies. Okay, a light bishop is $1,000 of, of, of light, $0 of dark. Yeah, and, and it's currency currency and fluctuation. So right in the beginning, light and dark are equal importance, we, we imagine, probably. But okay, light bishop, $1,000 of light. And stop me if I'm going too, too much, but uh, a dark bishop is $1,000 of dark. Okay, but $0, zero equity on light. Okay, a knight. We don't even think of it as a necessary color piece. It can help control squares, but no, it is a color piece. It's light and dark, but it's not a specialist. It's not intense. It's not long range like a bishop, but it can get to either color at a moment's notice. So a knight is $500 of light and $500 of dark. Okay, just the rules of chess basically reworded in, in, in a sense. Um, but here's here's where it, where, where it comes in, and, and here it gets interesting Where like in terms of strategy. Let's say you lose a light bishop, okay. The books will say, "Oh, you, you may be weak on that color." Okay, well, how do you make up for that for the for the missing bishop? You're going to put the pawns. If you lose a light square bishop, you got to replenish the light, replenish harmony. So you put the pawns. People will say, "Ah, you close the position against his bishop." Yeah, that's that's kind of that's not wrong. None of this stuff is wrong, but 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 it's really you want to build your own bishop. So if I lose a light square bishop, if we lose a light square bishop. We're going to want to rebuild with pawns, let's say a pawn chain, but it's actually a miniature bishop because, again, each pawn is controlling that square next to it, a diagonal. So you're building a handmade light bishop. And there's, that's the one. And also, if you lose a light bishop, like, oh, I lost light, I gain a knight, whatever. A knight is a knight. It is what it is. But you actually gain, if you do the math, just the math, it's actually straight math. You, lo you invest a light bishop for a knight. I'm not going to go into any positions right now, but Grand Prix attack would be a good example. Whoever knows, knows. But let's say bishop b5 takes e6. Okay, but let's say you lose a light square bishop, take a knight. You're investing 1,000 light for 500, 500, which means the net is that you're losing 500 light, but you're gaining 500 dark. You now have another knight. So if you attack any darks around the board, you, could you actually could attack it more times than they can. Like you have more dark equity. It, 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 like you could actually clobber him on any dark. Pick a dark square and it's yours in a perfect world. Okay, obviously there's, there's, there's things that happen in the interim. But but that's mathematically you're ahead on dark. So you're behind on light. We build that with pawns. And you're ahead on dark and try to press it with pieces. Press your stronger color with pieces. First of all, know the math. And then press it and rebuild with pawns a weaker color. Okay. Uh, it's an adventure. You trade people are oh, too, too, oh, bishop, knight. I can't hang hung up with this. Open minded and you make your own narrative. Speaking of open minded, so I've seen you you talk about this in your testable course. You write about it a bit uh, on your website, on on a blog. But I, first of all, I got to ask the hard hitting questions, Yaakov. When you dreamed up the Dacha theory, were, were there any drugs involved? No, there was not actually. And not, no, no, there was not. <laughs> 
<laughs> like sometimes why because sometimes inspiration comes when you're drunk. yeah and it just yeah and it just seems very sort of um very abstract very, very it's very abstract and i was it was so and also i was well no no it was abstract but but actually but 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 like you could but you could show positions where it's actually concrete like immediately concrete what you mean that does that make sense? Like the, the idea. Yeah, it does. Well, and that gets back to Alex's question. So, any any chance you would make a course about this, a adjustable course, perhaps? Yeah. So, so there's two, the, the two two questions. Is the answer to D four? We're making a adjustable course on Fajarowitz, which is has been challenging because it's it's very very Fajarowitz Budapest gambit. So it's a gambit. So people. That's do the one with ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it goes D four knight up just for the listeners. D four sure, knight up so six. D four e five takes ninety four. Okay. Yes. Exactly. It's so it's more extreme than the normal Budapest gambit, which is already a, a gambit. So and it's and it's not people do not think of these things as colors. I'll be honest, in the past years back, I did not as well think of like tactical positions are tactics. It is take it for what it is. It's not it's not the dash, it's not a strategic. But I over time I, do, I realized that everything is colors. It's just the rules of chess and it's happening all the time. So we're 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 gonna yeah, in that course it's 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 close to being out. And uh, it's going to be very, very color based. That's number one. And number two, for for just general chess, color education, we're, we're me and Elijah we're, we're working on. Um, yeah, we, we started it on a academy, which I don't know my website, whatever. I'll give the website, but but it's about colors, like showing how all the world champions uh, think about colors. Now they're not thinking about colors. I don't think they don't need it. Okay, if they're if you're Carlson's level. Capablanca's level, you don't need that. You just know everything. Fair enough. Yeah, you don't need that framing, but you're saying they illustrate the ideas that... that... Exactly. But since we're not that, so we could learn from that in that framework, and we could actually, I think, gain, see a game, which otherwise is instructive already, but learn more. I think I think it just helps the learning process, the framing for our to, to learn. Okay, interesting. And speaking of Elijah, so again, longtime listeners will have heard my interview with Elijah. He's a very hardworking chess student and a successful chessable creator and teacher. Um, I did your um, did your collaboration start from you coaching him? Did I pick that up from one of your videos? I did, I did, I did. We, we coached for for a while, and then I, one day I decided, you know what, it'd be nice just try, go out on a limb, we'll try to do something new. And then, like he's doing courses, it'll be fun to make courses together. So I call him, and then we started and. The, and we did the Stonewall. Uh, we did the Carol Khan Stonewall slash Cheesecake for for white D four. Uh, for black, it was the Carol Khan, and now we're doing for Jar, which which is the most challenging of all because there are a lot of variations, and we're trying to make it intuitive and color based. So it's it's cool. It's actually I'm learning myself while doing it. Like it's, I'm surprised I would have guessed fewer variations because it's so offbeat. I mean, your opponents, I feel like often wouldn't know what to do. That's true it's like you know it is in carol khan we would say like all right you're you're fine just use the colors like you'll be okay <laughs> here, oh you have to yeah you have here, to work. like here actually i feel responsibility not letting people totally astray because i right. feel like here one move and you're just dead every time and, yeah I mean, it, so high risk it, high reward can you say again high risk high reward high risk, high reward and it's it's cool because i think we're giving color perspective in, in the most extreme situations and, and that reminds me of the the word dacha is, is actually not my own. Well, it's a Rus- it's a Russian word. That it means a summer home. Mm-hmm. So the goal is that when you're building in harmony, you're trying to build a beautiful summer home on the chessboard. And that came from me and my friend Mark Esserman. Mark Mark Esserman, um, uh, a long time. He's my oldest che- one of my oldest chess friends. Uh, my closest 
uh, if not the closest. And and, uh, and uh, we grew up together playing on ICC when we were little, like 12 or 13. We met in New York like five or six years later. And we talked a lot about these color ideas and, and developed it uh, together. His certainly the, 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 the word Dacha, like he one time, it was in 2004 in Fort Lauderdale in the U.S. Open, he told me a, a Petrosian quote. Uh, is it because of the Dutch, I built my Dacha. That's what Trojan said. <laughs> That's a great Trojan quote. Would, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was it was basically to, to the idea, like li- literally speaking, really what he meant is he won so many games against the yeah. Dutch because he would punish them on like all the weak squares. He just loved it. He had built a home. But we kind of, he, he said like, well, it, does, it could also be, and maybe we, together we, we just we thought about it, how you're actually building a home on the Dutch, uh, like a home on that. <laughs> And uh, that's when the Dasha word came in. And, 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 oh, when I, but in terms of drugs, no, there was no drugs involved. And, and it was in Israel. Actually, in Israel 2002, a little before that, I was playing in Petach. I lived there for a year and a half studying. I was becoming, uh, at one point, thinking about becoming a rabbi. Uh, so I was studying a lot there. Um, it was nice. I uh, played more chess than Rabbi study, so. <laughs> <laughs> so here, so here you are. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and I was, yeah, I was in, it was in uh, Petaktik. I was playing some good plays, some twenty four hundred, and uh, I was playing the Stonewall, I think. And he had a bishop here. He had two bishops, and I had two knights. And there was a square that was really important. It was a square that was really important. It was a C4 square, I remember. And I had a knight on C4. And, and he had a light square bishop. The, the C4, the light square. Of course, you know, but maybe the listeners. So C4, light square, okay. And the, his bishop was trying to crush me. Light bishop trying to crush me on that diagonal. But I had another knight protecting it. And his two bishops could do nothing to my knights. And I was firmly controlling light. And I'm like, hmm, it's nice. But I was wondering, like, why? It was just more like a existential thing during the game like like curious why because they say the bishops outrun the knights outplay the knights why am i out clearly making a mockery of the bishops and then i came to me like because both knights are light bishops okay started thinking about that and then i was it got me thinking about how bishop and then for a while i actually told my students that knights are better than bishops I was just wrong. So I told him years later, I was just like, okay, sorry, guys, I'm wrong. <laughs> wrong. But the right track is wrong because knights are both colors, but bishops are intense on the color. And then I thought about the, the color money, 1,500, and mini bishops came to my mind. And I, 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 it started forming. And I, I, it, was, it was something all new. And I was like, wait, is this even true? Like, it seems new. And I'm like, curious, wait. And like, I, I decided to look at it. Casper uh, of Karpov games to see if they if I could see it in their games, and if I couldn't, I'd be like, I don't know, like I don't know how to see it. And I was very pleasantly happy to see that Karpov always trading a bishop for a knight, and and using the pressing the color of the knight and rebuilding, and and, and it felt really happy to to see all that. Yeah, I mean it's um, it, it's an interesting approach, but like you say, I mean I think with examples, um, it, it would become a lot more clear, yeah. and and uh, certainly you know, color complexes obviously are a highly educational theme generally um, when you study these these greats like Karpov's games. Um, but Yakov, I got one other major topic I wanted to discuss. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Um, you mentioned, of course, studying in Israel, and I know that, that you were raised with a, um, 
an Orthodox Jewish background. So I'm curious, like, how chess and religion intersected for you, both like growing up and uh, in adulthood. So, like, example, yeah, that, that that's it was always. Uh, and I don't know if this is okay to, to say on the air. I could take it out if not, but uh, but uh, that chess magazines were my Playboy. Chess magazines. <laughs> I think <laughs> really, it's great like, to it's, say. It's yeah. nothing more, nothing less exact. I would just like it's. I would. I would never like people say studying chess, and I understand that. I, but I never even thought of it like that. Just enjoying chess, like you study a Playboy, and like no, you, you was, okay, maybe. But but uh, so so that's uh, it was just a, a um, look. I, I love the studies and stuff, and I was very good at it. I love certain parts. Certain parts were probably a little much for me. Certain uh, the restrictions. Um, so that was what it was. And but but overall, it was just beautiful. But chess was a good balance where I think chess, you just did anything. Chess, anything goes. It was like a really free, hundred percent freedom. Like you, you, everything goes, and you have to feel that. You you have to not hold back. I think that's hard to do. Uh, I feel it sometimes. I'm just in that zone where you just know you don't care and you just play. Sometimes you're holding back, maybe because of how it looks, maybe pride. I don't know. This and that, or or could just be you're afraid of like like Ikara, like a little stifles <laughs> you. But you have to like be free. And that was a, that was a good balance where I, I think it felt pretty free. But I think there were some things that, that I was a bit extreme. I didn't fully feel myself, maybe. And chess was a good balance for that. I think it was a really nice uh, balance. Um, so there were certain activities you weren't allowed to do as a kid. Yeah, like I was at one point even very, very uh, restrict, like re- religious, which was uh, religious was probably fine for me. But it was very religious, like no, no girl, it was all boys school. All the, it right. was really extreme. And um, so chess for me was. Uh, I would remember doing lunch. I would go out to the library every day and play on ICC, and that was uh, that was a good time. That was it, it. It kind of balanced. It kept me in in a good good state um and then i understand you had some there were some periods when you were playing competitively where you would play um during shabbat yeah oh that's 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 awesome question okay okay uh okay <laughs> you <did your> research <laughs> oh my god that's awesome yeah okay and i forgot that was in U- like u.s championship oh in iceland a couple times when i got my im norms example im norms my buddy michael michael krugliak who has been best friend whole life and he was if not for him i don't get i am I, I, I don't make i am because he i didn't think like that I, I guess this is about i made it in 2013 but i don't know i was just enjoying chess i i would teach a little bit at the back then not i would teach but not too much actually a decent chunk already but i i, I wouldn't care too much about tournaments but he he said oh let's go to iceland let's go to bahamas i'm like oh yeah that sounds fun and i played but the games were on shabbat can't write down the moves uh, so I would have uh, stickers. Actually, U.S. Championship particularly, they were strict. In Iceland, they allowed me to do without writing, but in in uh, in, in in U.S. Championship, they said no, you, it's very strict. So I would have stickers, a book full of uh, chess positions, where I would put a sticker on as the move. Huh. And actually, Yasser, Yasser, Sarawan, he did a commentary there. He nicknamed me Stickers. I was like, a, <laughs> so it was, it was it was pleasant. Any objections from your opponents? No, not the stickers. Uh, no, no, that, that's normal. Uh, for the clock, I forgot what we did for the clock, but no, not at all. Actually, in Iceland, there was there was one of my opponents hit the clock for me. Oh wow! And frankly, we we're in time pressure, and he was really, really nice. And I'll tell you this: you know, I I ended up swindling him, and I I can't help but thinking that. <laughs> Jeez, no good deed goes unpunished, right? <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Looking back, I, I I feel like I owe him a thank you. I see him with I yeah I, I I have to remember who it is, but. 
was a Ukrainian GM. I forget his name now. Anyway, uh, he's really nice and right. Good, no good data because I'm punished exactly. Um, but yeah, the Shabbat and we would uh, prepare food, uh, kosher food and stuff, and yeah. And did did you have personal interactions with Yasser when he was calling you stickers? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I didn't really talk about the stickers, but actually in the U.S. Championship, so that was a highlight of my of my chess. Where I was like, worked really hard to get my rating up, and I would play Westfield every single Sunday. And I I I, I did I, I never I didn't lose. I just like all right, I would just I would just farm. They call it like farming. <laughs> I would just farm. <laughs> so these are people. like local quads for for local. less local listeners, and you're probably playing mostly lower rated players, right? Well, absolutely. I was around twenty five hundred. So one of my students. Um, his name is Scott Swerdlin, I remember I taught his kid Ryan Swerdlin a year, decade over a dec- decade ago. And he he said, Yeah, you should be tw-. I was like twenty three hundred, he said you should be twenty five hundred. And he motivated. I just all right, I decided, all right, let's do it. And, and I just played a lot, I got up. Once I hit twenty five hundred, I decided, you know what, I'm not that far from from qualifying. And I played the quads every 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 Sunday and I uh they were mostly twenty two fifties or so, twenty three hundreds and yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> um <laughs> But you know Yasser, so I got the US champ. That was really, really, really what an experience. And um, Yasser was. I came there. I was frightened. I told Yasser before the day before when they had the, the ceremony. Before I was like, Yasser, I, I'm afraid I will lose every game, and I don't want to go down history as losing. That's I think that's one for. Anyway, I think that like someone. I remember hearing like one player lost every game. I don't want to be that. It's just not going to feel good. I, I was actually frightened. I, I'm not. I was. It's a, and he said, Oh. Don't worry, Yakov. You, I promise you, you will not do every game. And that made me feel happy. I felt like he gave me a guarantee. So, like, okay, I mean, he's got the soothing he, voice, so you just start does. talking and you feel better, right? <laughs> exactly. And what he said and just the voice already, both exactly. And and I did well. I did four. I did four above my rating was so. Um, he was really, you know, it really made a difference. It really, really made a difference. I was very afraid. I made a difference. So, any other memories from that U.S. championship? Yeah, it was nice. Uh, there was uh, oh, I remember Lyra Christensen crushing me, and 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 and, and Shanklin crushing me. Everyone jumped on me. The Carol, Carol Khan, one of my uh, lines of the Bronstein Larson. They all played again. They all punished me because the problem was that that I'm very easy to prepare, and it's still a problem. I'm really easy to prepare against. I, I kind of like an opening. I just don't, and I'm stubborn. Yeah, I'm you stubborn. say you've been playing them for like 25 years plus, right? Yeah, that's, that's what that's what I say. Uh, who yeah. said that? Uh, you said it in your chessable video, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, yes, exactly. So it's just to say it's easy, maybe isn't even an understatement. It's just really easy. But I've I've tried to like revamp the lines, but for the course, I had to I had to like get it tight. So I, I worked on some of the issues. Um, but I I mean, like anything, if someone, you know, I think I fix up the stuff. But again, if at the time I, I didn't know some of that, and if someone knows what you're gonna do, you you. Yeah, it's not uh, obviously ideal, especially at this. Level. I mean, players at that level—that's like, level, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. It totally, totally makes sense. Um, um, well, Yakov, this has been great. Just a couple other things before we go. Number one, I know you're sort of rolling out a chess academy in addition to the chessable courses and the sort of targeted lessons that you're doing. Um, could could you um, um, tell our listeners about your vision for that? Yeah, I think it's it's really really cool. I've gotten some good reviews. Um, and uh, oh, and if I could just mention something, I really wanted to say. Uh, 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 one of my students, I never mentioned uh, Le- uh, uh, Levy Rosman used to be my student. And, oh man, and, you know, buried the lead. Like, inspired by the, the co- <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I know it's the last. It's like it's like in therapy. The last thing you say is like the important. Is very important. All right, <laughs> let's hear the little Levy stories. I've heard him from his perspective. He describes himself as like a young tyrant when he was a kid. Obviously talented at chess. But what are your memories of Levy? 
Um, I didn't teach him for that long, but I, uh, but I definitely, I taught him the stone. I also taught him like the color ideas. So like, um, you know, flattering. He, he, he mentions, he, he, you know, he, he, he's definitely inspired by the color ideas. If you look closely, you'll, you'll, you'll see like he taught like the light and dark money. Like you, it, it, sometimes, um, and, uh, no, he was talented. I mean, he was talented, motivated. And, uh, and I didn't think he was listening that closely, but I like, I see a decade later, he, he's, 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 you know, it's viral idea. So like, that's, that's pretty cool. Definitely motivated. Oh, it's, it's. And, and let me ask you, as someone who knew him from a little kid, you probably heard when he was starting to make content, has, has his rise surprised you? His rise in, in, in chess. In, in content. I mean, in really. Oh, it's unbelievable. I'm... I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I listen, I mean, that he's like the God of God. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to learn. And, and I tell my, my Mike, who helps me with the Academy, and I'm like, listen, everything he does, I said, everything Levy does is is gold. We got to we gotta learn a little at a time. I mean, you know, the chess, he's a great player too, but what he's doing, it's just, it's just gold, everything. It's so amazing, I, I can, You know, some, yeah, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. So I'm trying to. Like I, and someone told me this. Like, I, I, like Jacob, your videos are awesome, and they're and they're as good, if not even better than Levy's. I mean, obviously, it's 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 not a it's subjective. It? But 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 I wasn't. I was that it was a big compliment to me. But uh, obviously, everything he does is 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 balanced and 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 and, and funny and a lot of things and everything. So I'm trying to incorporate. Yeah, yeah. So amazing. Um, that's but, funny. So, okay. Bringing it back to your Academy, you can, you should have it on the webpage, you know, teacher, you taught at Levy everything he knows, but anyway, go on. I know. I know. It'd be fun though. I'm going to reach out to him. Actually, it'd be, it'd be like kind of collab and like, and then talk about colors on one time together. It would be interesting. I, no, not everything he knows, by the way, but, but I, I know you, you, you <laughs> but yeah, it would be fun to tell this. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so the Academy, it, it's, uh, we're working on is making videos and, and, really really educated i felt like like i'm teaching mostly in uh, for, for years i'm teaching one-on-one -on -one mostly some in schools as well but i teach mostly one-on-one -on -one, mostly adults i love teaching adults i mean i eh, kids is not for, <laughs> I, don't know, I like a more relaxed approach kids it gets <laughs> the parents hate me because i tell their kids don't don't do homework like just do whatever you want to do like this is <laughs> so like the kids love me parents the problem is the kids the one paying doesn't work logistics don't don't add up so yeah yeah but um but adults, I, I, a lot of people have told me this is my favorite hour of the week. They just enjoy it and, and learn a lot too. And I think the color ideas sound intimidating, but um, but very very quickly they become very easy to use and it, it's nice. Um, so I'm working on the, for people that generally and people lessons a lot of time for people and and money. So so it's just academy, which I think is great great education is a is a good fit for people and it's basically making videos one to two videos a week we already have 20 i think 28 videos and it's going through every world champion and like some of the best players from back from morphe seeing how morphe use color ideas which is kind of cool because it's not we don't think of it like that and it's really it's interesting to me as i do it and we're having a situation where people could, could ask me questions during the week and send me games and it's very, uh, it's, it's, um, I think it's a great learning uh, tool. And they're playing, well, the members play me a correspondence chess and we talk about the game as it goes. Um, so it's a one-on-one -on -one experience. And Elijah's helping out too. He's making some group lessons uh, with the members. Excellent. Well, we, we will link to that. And in closing, Yaakov, we got to ask you sort of the proverbial question. When, since you are working primarily with um, adult students, if someone says, "Hey, Yaakov, I have ten hours a week to do chess," like how how do you tell them to to spend that time? Yeah, uh, 
10 hours including lessons not lessons on their own like like, like i know it's it's it, it, yeah let's say uh, um including uh, lessons including including lessons okay i think i think an hour or two a week is is ideal got to join the academy there you go you got to join the academy <laughs> you gotta, no no so making it cheap i'm probably too cheap for like 10 dollars is like the cheapest tier that's 50 like it's a month it's, it's, a month yeah so it's yeah just, that is inexpensive yeah and, and i i believe it's actually really like solid education. i i really am personalized so i think it's a uh, be good um going well so far but yeah for for that i think people should just read a lot of books like just read books and, and don't think so much about what you're doing i i, I mean I, I think after you read, when you read, don't think like, well, what did I learn from this? And try to like think, just read, just read a lot of end game books and not like technical end games. Learn from like the, the Capablanca, see his games. I, that's why I like Irving Chernov. And uh, he's like a cheerleader. Yeah. He makes it fun. And, and you yeah. can just get in that feeling. And it, at the very least, if you learn nothing, you'll have a good time. Well you'll said. Have a good time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm working on a, a book, sort of com compiled wisdom of uh, perpetual chess guests. And one of the nice. topics that I get into is like this sort of debate about like with end games, do you study the technical endings? You know, do you memorize certain positions or do you just sort of watch the masters in action? So given what you just said, I might have to quote you in it, Yaakov. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful. I'm really honored. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, Yaakov, this has been a lot of fun. So many great stories uh, from, from your rise up the ranks. Um, anything to add before we say our goodbyes? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess does that make sense if I give, should I give the uh, uh, website link or maybe I should? Uh... I mean, you could say if it's like it rolls off the tongue, you could tell me, but mainly I generally like any, anything for um, websites and chessable courses and social media. If you have any, like I'll put it in the show description, but, um, but sure, man, it can't hurt to mention the website's name. Website, www.yakattack.com. But like the spelling oh, that's is easy enough. Easy enough, right? It's like my name, Yak. Well, it's two A's. So Y-A-A-C and attack. And that's my same name for Chessable. So yeah, that's why I'm, you know, it's. I think it's a fun name. I couldn't even find a perfect, Yak Attack is chilling. That's it's pretty like, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like Yak, because the Yak is like a buffalo, you know, so it's whatever. It's a play on words. But, but yeah, Y-A-A-C, attack.com. And that's... uh. But is right now the, the 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 academy is using just Patreon, well, which is fine. But I think I'm trying to expand it to make it its own site. Anyway, but for now, the all the wyakattack.com has everything. Okay, uh, we'll excellent. Everything. Well, we will link to that, Yaakov. And after all these years, it was good to uh, to finally hear your stories firsthand. Thank you so much. Thank you. Listeners, one other detail that I am Yaakov Norowitz forgot to mention. If you do check out his academy, he will give free one-month previews. That's at yakattack.com, and I will link to it and everything else we discuss in the show description. Thanks for listening. Catch you all next week. Thanks to everyone who helps make Perpetual Chess possible. Big shout out to my producer, Matthew Passy. I'd also like to thank the Blue Wire Podcast Network, with whom we are proud to be affiliated. Be sure to follow us on social media, Beneficial1 on Twitter, at Perpetual Chess on Instagram, and or you can join the Perpetual Chess Facebook group. You can email me, ben at perpetualchesspod.com. And of course, last but not least, I'd like to give major thanks to the Perpetual Chess Patreon and PayPal supporters, those who choose to join that community based on their level of support can do things like submit questions for guests of the show, have access to live Zoom Q&A lectures with grandmasters who often have appeared on the show, going over chess games, answering questions, stuff like that. And you can even get access to ad-free perpetual chess if that's your preference. So, but most of all, thanks to everyone for listening and we will catch you all on...
Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.